0: Okay, shalom ubracha. Welcome back. Uh, we all need a lot of chizuk this time, like we said many times. That Tammuz is one of the months of dini. Okay, I mean that's why Ben in falls in the month of Tammuz and Av. Tammuz and Av, and in the winter Tevet and Shvat are months of dini. When it says Dineen, what does it mean? That there's more of a challenge to serve Hashem. But does it mean oh, we're doomed, we're finished, and everything's going to be miserable and bad? No. It's more of a challenge to get you to serve Hashem. I know some people that are serving Hashem is better in these months than other months. That's what we said this many, many times. That's what the Maggit of Mizrach said on the Bain HaMetzarim, the uh, Chazal, right? All those who pursued Yerushalayim reached her Bain Mitzarim. Bain mitzarim between the 17th of Tammuz and Tisha B'av. And the Maggit of Mizvich will explain like this. Call rodefka. Anyone who's pursuing to come to connect to yudke. That means godliness. He sig vavke. He must sig vavke. Because only through vavke can you be must sig yudke. When? When you're being put into challenges. You're being squeezed. It's the opportunity Hashem is giving you to come closer to Him more than anything else. At the end of life, you're going to thank Hashem for all the challenges you went through, because that's what built you more than anything else. They say in the name of Israel Dobodeser. you've heard of Israel Dobodeser? he's the guy who started Nanach, okay? He himself was a special guy, okay? The Nanach thing, I don't, I'm not going to say anything about it, it's not my business, okay? But he said, and he passed through a lot, he suffered a lot of challenges because he wanted to be a rest of her. Was just, uh, you have to understand, we're talking about pre-World War I, Tiberia, where the majority of Hasidim in Tiberia were Misnagdim, were against breslov You know, there were groups there that were very against and he was from these families and he broke off. He went through unbelievable difficulties. He passed through many crazy things. And he passed through at the age of hundred something. A long life. He said about himself that I know what I gained from all the Yisurim that I went through. And if I could, I would go through all them again. <laughs> you know that? Crazy. But the point is, what builds you more than anything else is the challenges that Hashem is sending to you in your life. Okay? So Rubashkin said that when he, when he came out in his speech. He never gained more than sitting in jail. Rubashkin, Rubashkin. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. That's how it is in life. He said it was easier for him to stay in jail than, than to here. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just gonna, there's an amazing point that comes from Rabbi Nachman's first story, The Lost Princess, the sort of Melech. I'm not gonna say it for you, but in short, what comes to, uh, what comes to be a point is that the Lost Princess, she left behind a scarf with her tears on it. And she was running with her tears on the scarf. So when the viceroy woke up after sleeping for 70 years, he has a long white beard and everything. So he sees this scarf. His servant was hiding in behind the trees for 70 years, living off the fruits and water, whatever. That's how we survived. And fish, whatever he can find, waiting for him to wake up because he's a servant, right? So he said, what's this? He said, the lost princess, she tried to wake you up, but you were sleeping. And she left behind her mitpachat, her scarf. And she wrote with her with her tears. So what did he do? He put the scarf towards the sun. And from the rays of the sun reflecting into the scarf so you can see the shapes of the, the, the shaping out of the letters that she wrote for tears because the coloring of the scarf is different where the tears were even after 70 years so she said i am no longer in the place that you you went to originally find me i'm now in a place which is called the golden the golden mountain in the pearl castle okay which sounds like ridiculous so in the story he encounters three brothers who are three giants each one's in charge of someone else, something else. The giant, uh, the first giant, the brother, was in charge of all the animals, the wild beasts in the world. The second one was in charge of all the birds. And the third one was in charge of all the winds. So he went to them, he went to this giant, he came across this giant, he met him, and he said to the one, the first one, I'm looking for this golden mountain and pearl castle. So what did the giant say? does it exist. You're wasting your time. Forget it. So he insisted the viceroy, it has to exist. I have this letter. So he said, I'll check in from uh, all the animals. I'm the king of all the animals, the beasts, who go all over the world and ask them. So he summoned all the animals. He asked them, have you seen such a golden mountain in Pearl Castle? They said, no. He said, you're wasting your time. Go go back home. So he said, I'm, I'm, I am determined. I know it exists. He said, listen, I can't help you, but my brother, he's the king of birds. Maybe he can help you because the birds, they fly. Way above, like, uh, you know, what's called a rachfan. They say rachfan in a drone. a drone. It's like a drone. They, they go higher. They can see if they have a better, clear view, of view, like a helicopter view. They have a better view. So he came across the brother, and the brother said, ah, doesn't exist. But I'll call the birds. He called all the birds. The birds, they asked him, have you seen such a golden mountain and Procast? So they said, no, it doesn't exist. I would never yeah. seen such a thing. He said, just, you're wasting your time. Go back home. So he said, no, I know it exists. I know it exists. So he said, listen, I can help you. My brother, keep on going in the desert. You'll find my brother who's in charge of all the winds. The wind goes everywhere. Wind goes every single corner, okay? So exact same story, the scenario. He, I summoned all the winds. They said they, they, they never seen such a thing. And he said, does not exist? You're wasting your time. There's no other brother. That's it. There's only us three. There's no one else. And he cried and he says it has to exist. And in the end, a final wind came. And the king, the brother, was, he said, where were we? I asked you for all the winds to come. He said, I was busy taking the princess to a golden mountain and a royal castle. Okay? So in verse the they say like this. Mm-hmm. These three giants refer to three types of tzaddiki. G'dole mm-hmm. hador. You have G'dole Torah and the, and the pshat. Pshat is, the, is like the idea of the chayot, the animals. Because mm-hmm. chayot is like highest. The chayis of the kishmak gish, and learning Torah is in the pshat. What do you feel? An amazing arousal is when you're learning uh, Gemara with the with the Rashi, Tosfot, Rosh, Rif, Rashpa, you, you go into the depths of the Gemara and your head is working on the challenges. The chayot that people feel in learning Gemara, it's highest. okay? So the, the, the giant of the chayot is like the tzaddikim of the pshat. Tzipor, the idea of tzipor is like a drone helicopter view, which is the idea of a darsh, brush, midrash, doesn't go into the nitty gritty of the dukim of what Abaye says and Rabbi, and how can he say this and Rashi said like that. That's Pshat, okay? Drash takes the hashkafa in general of the Torah and gives you the Musa perspective. That's the idea of the birds. Ruach, it's scary. Ruach is the idea of the Kabbalah, the secrets of the Torah, the Mikubali, okay? You have three types of tzaddikim in the world in Gedolay Torah, Gedolay Israel. You have Gedolay Torah of the Pshat. The big rabbinic leaders of the pshat, the big rabbis of the drash, the darshanim, and the big tzadikim in the of the Kabbalah Okay, above all three is the concept of the tzadik. This tzadikim of the pshat, this tzadikim is very deep. This tzadikim of the drash and this tzadikim of the Kabbalah. Above all three is the tzaddik. This is the concept that Ebn introduces to us called the tzaddik where he reveals teachings and reveals midot that are way above anything else. Let's explain. When you have Gdoli Torah of the Pshat, their gadut is reflected based on the Torah that they're revealing. The Torah of the Pshat, of the everything. so when you go to look for a Gdoli Yisrael, a, G-d- a Gdolador, of a Torah, so you, and you're in that category of the pshat, so you go to look for someone who's so a mastermind in the Gemara and the Shas and the postgame and everything. He's the one who wants to seek advice because that's the level of Torah that I'm holding by. So no, n- naturally, such a person will go to seek advice and guidance and hadjacha from tzaddikim whose midot and Torah level matches the pshat. Those who are into the Darshanim, who know how to speak and they go to give Shirim and they get people to wake up and everything and to do Chuvah and, and Musa and everything. So you have Tzadikim who are at that level also. And these are all Tzadikim. Don't say they're not Tzadikim, they're all Tzadikim. They're all Tzadikim, no problem. They're just levels of Tzadikim. So you have Tzadikim in the, the world of the Darshanim, where they're experts in knowing how to give classes and everything. And there are people really turned on by the Drashas. And their whole life is based on what they're from this rab and that rab and this class and everything. And they do things in their life based on that. And so when they need advice, they obviously go to a Rav who's of the caliber of the drash. It is a master of the drasha and his midot meet the caliber and the level of the drash. Okay, who seek advice from tzaddikim of the level of the drash. Now those who are super in Muna and Kabbalah and they believe everything is in this, the world of the Sot. So for sure, I'm going to go to these scary tzaddikim or mekubalim and get a bracha and everything, get hadracha and advice from mekubalim because they're in the sun, Okay. So above that, there's this concept of the tzaddik whose Torah teachings, anyone with a simple brain can see that this is a totally different ball game, and the level of attributes that these tzaddikim reveal about midot and everything is a totally different ball game altogether. Okay. What happens is you have people who are so far in life that the pshat doesn't talk to them, doesn't connect to them. The drash doesn't talk to them. And even the Kabbalah doesn't get to them because they're so they're so broken from the challenges of life that nobody seems to understand what I'm going through in life. As much as I am connected to big tzaddikim rabbanim, and I get brachas and I do pidyonot and I listen to their advice, I still feel lost. I feel in the desert still. Okay, the only one able to reach out to these people is the true tzaddik. The problem with the true tzaddik is like he's like the sun shining, like in the story. She showed the scarf. He showed the scarf of the letters up to the sun. They say in like this. That there's a message given to the tzaddikim from the tzaddikim to read it. You need to put it up to the tzaddikim, which means what? When you have emuna the truth tzaddikim, then you understand the message. You take this message, you show it to other rabbanim, other people, other leaders, they say you're wasting your time. There's no message because they can't see it. It's on a scarf. I don't see any letters here. It's a scarf, right? Where do you see letters? Ah, to see the letters, you have to put it up to the light of the sun. But nobody does that. Who's looking up to the sun? That's a high level. That's way above anything. You know, you're daydreaming. And yet the person says... I've tasted it. I've got the message. What's the message that tzaddik gives? The true tzaddik gives a message to the person that when everyone else says there's no hope, the tzaddik says if you keep on going, there's hope. A classic example, a person goes to get advice on a Shalom Bayh issue. The Rabbanim of the Peshat saying, just divorced already, there's no hope in this case. According to the Torah, there's no hope. He goes to the Darshanim on a higher level where, you know, try to work on your emotions and everything. There's no hope. In other words, the The Pshat Rav will give you a Pshat. A friend, he told me, he went went to the 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 Gaon, Rav Yaakov Yaakov Yisrael Fisher. He was one of the big rabbis in Yerushalayim. And he just came for like a a small halachic question about marriage. The Rav says, just divorce already, because that's that's a problem. (laughs) He didn't have to ask him about a divorce. But the Rav is saying, according to the it's a problem, just divorce already. It's okay. (laughs) I'm just saying that the Pshat is like, cut, narrow, black and white. That's psak. that's Pshat. Okay, that's a Pesach fine. Okay, it's black and white here. So, do you have some scenario where the Pashtanim say there's nothing here? The Darshanim, in the Shalabayit issue, there's nothing here. The Benkubalim, they go to take the names, the name of the, the Bachor, the name of the, the name the Kala. Nah, it doesn't match. There's something wrong with their names. Just divorce. It's not to call it off and everything, okay? The Tzadik, the true Tzadik is way about all this. He says, you want hope? You, you want to free the Batmanach? The Bat Melech is like, for example, a person's zivug. that's an example. It's also referring to what you've lost, your abides, and you, your your misaccomplishments, and what you feel you lost out in life, where everyone doesn't give you room for hope. The pshat ederech, the Rabbani of the don't give you room for hope. The Darshanim don't give you room for hope. And the, the Mikubalim don't give you room for hope. The only one who gives you room for hope is the Tzaddik, but only you can see the message. Everyone else thinks you're cuckoo. What are you running after? It's like running after light. There's nothing here. It's in the scarf. It's in the patch but no one else can see it. You can see it because you put it up to the the light of the tzaddik. You have a the tzaddikim so you can see their message. You take this message, you shine it to other people, they think you're nuts. What's here? There's nothing here. This is a test in life is that when the whole world says no and the tzaddikim say there's yes, but you can't prove it, you can't say that anyone else because they don't understand you, this is the biggest nisayim. In the story of the of the viceroy and the lost princess, in the end, he finds her. That says in the end, he found her. He doesn't say how he, re- he found her, but in the end, he released her and found her. This is the idea that when you are determined, you are full of hope. Even if 99% of the people tell you there's no hope, even if 99% of Godole Yisrael tell you there's no hope, but yet you feel, based on teachings that you received from big tzaddikim, big were above the level of the pshat and the drash and the kabbalah, and they're showing you that there's hope, okay? And you're all alone in this journey, because you can't talk to anybody about this. To, no one can relate to you. And maybe other people are also searching for their lost princesses. But other people, they can't relate with you? This is the test of life. This is the idea of a person, is, is he going to settle for the MS or the MS or MS? Rabbi Nachman teaches that there's the MS. And MSM is there's the truth, and then there's the real truth. Truth, yeah, according to Allah, according to Torah, this is the truth, black and white, just do it, It's finish. Okay, but is this the MSM? MS? Is this the real truth? Is this is what Ishmael wants of me. You want the real truth? It's a different ballgame now. It's a different ballgame now. And this search you're all alone. Yes, it's a difficult journey, and it's painful in a way, and it's a big challenging. But if you follow the guidelines shining to the light of the Sadiq, in other words, you're always connecting to these teachings only you can see, no one else can, they think you're nuts, they, know, they can't relate to what you what you perceive, but you hold on to it because you know it's the real truth, you know it's right, in the end you will get to that right after this visit. Right? This is unbelievable, this is so, so needed in life, when everybody closes the door, and you feel bad about it, when people tell you it's finished, when, when you get the message of Yehush, from big Rabbanim and big Mashpin and big Tzadikim and big, big, big mekubalim, and you still feel bad about it. You feel something's not right here. Your pintle doesn't feel adjusted with it because yes, there's something still wrong. Because I can accept it blindly and over the it hurts and then you pay the price for the next 20, 30 years because you listen to the advice that you got and you say, what's your what's your argument? I listened to my rav. I followed what I was told to do. What else was I supposed to do? And yet you feel bad still. What's going on? this is because the person has the option in life of the emis or the MS or emis. Is he going to stay with the Torah of status quo, which is like everybody's Torah and everyone's just dealing with it and they're in their galut, but they're, you know, what can we do? There's nothing to do about it. They're hashim. They're living in Yehush, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's the futility mode? Everything, the Torah, the mitzvah, everything. Anyways, we're doing like what like we have and uh, just that's that Hashem Yazur or you say, no, I want to make it in life. I want to face the challenge. I want to become a tzaddik, a real tzaddik. Even me, after everything I've done, after all the Pidama, after all the crazy things and this and drugs and whatever person may have done in his life, and still, he says, I can make it, but no one else gives me the hope. No one gives me that option. They all just close the door on me. And I close the door because of based on what I'm told. Yet I feel there's much more in life to this, to, to my situation. This is, the this is the challenge everybody faces in life and there's a deeper like this where most says this if you don't in this lifetime this Gilgul, match the Emes, you you're gonna to have to keep on coming back until you succeed in the challenge of the Emerson, who you really are to come to your real potential you have to come back again and get it again until you break the mirage the image break free. Even from Yerid again, even from especially from Yerid, okay, to break the mirage and to come to the Messengers, okay. This was the intro I had to give. This is the chizik we need. Yeah. That means so that 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 you have to break. That means that was really a tafidah. That was a what? That was a tafidah. Tafidah tafidah behind is to break okay. the mirage to come to the Messengers. Yeah, for sure. When we say a person comes back to do tikkun, what is the tikkun? Tikkun is to rectify. Rectify means, the definition of rectify is to put something that's on the wrong place, to put it back in the right place. From the shaker to the Emmet. That's the tough kid of life. Okay, with all that said, uh, you missed a good point. Oh, man. <laughs> he comes right at the point. Okay, now we continue. Somebody got engaged Mazel Everyone say, please everyone write Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov, Rav Mayer. Mazel tov, tov. 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 Okay. okay we're continuing now with where we left off there's so much depth in our one. let's again let's let's start again from Steve we will we quickly until we get to where we want to get to visit the okay I just there's all so much to speak about here let's see how much we can cover ground we're going Last again tov. we're gonna recap huh no no not exactly. I mean it's connected to Korach and Aaron, but we're quoting a pasuk from Shmini. Oh. And Al- 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 Korach was May Aaron, right? No, no, my Aaron is also Shmini. No. Korach and, and Aaron, that's something else. No, well, the Aaron passed away. Right, right. Okay. What'd you say? We'll look carefully again. See if Dalit. All right. read from the beginning and to get right. to the point. Again, Sif Dalit, lesson 24, the Kutemuran and through the arousal, through the walking that the person generates by doing the mitzvah with joy, there's drawn blessing into all the worlds. This is what brings down the bracha to all the worlds. This is what we call the three ambulatory uh, spherot, the legs, the area of the legs, the right leg, left leg, and the reproductive organ, right? They malbish, they enclose the upper three spherot of the hands, of the area of the chest and the area of the hands. Chesed is like the right hand. gvor the left hand. Tiferet is the torso, right? Shemayadaim which refer to the hands, the energy of the hands. Shem kola brachot. From hands come all the brachot, okay? And this is like we went with as many times. What Yaakov said to Lavan, He says, Hashem gave you Lavan bracha." because of my feet, due to my feet, that's the proof Rebbe Nachman's bringing that feet are are elevated to bring now the bracha, which is the level of the hands. Based on this, what you just see through this verse, that the feet up to the level of the hands, and now he brings a second verse from Shoftim, what it says there, by the war of Dvorah and Barak ben Abinoam against Sisera, the general and the king, Melech Yavin, the king of Canaan, so the Pasuk says literally, and the hand of, of the children of Israel went, walked. The hand is walking. That's a proof that he's saying that the hand, the, the level of the feet goes up to the level of the hands. And it's going and stronger now. In other words, it's going to generate more and more energy. Okay? So now, this is where we're holding now. Where do we learn that? brachot come to Yadain and they're synonymous with Yadayim. This is the first proof. Barbeinu brings out two psukim, this is the first one, which we developed a lot last week. It says in Parsha which eventually we're going to have to read the whole Parsha there, because there's so many details that are related to what we're learning here. It says there, on the eighth day, which was the eighth day inauguration of the Mishkan, in the, the tabernacle of the desert, which was Rosh Chodesh Nisan, it says there that as soon as the Mishkan was, was hukam, was erected, everything was ready, so Aharon lifted his hands up, by Isaron towards the nation, and gave him a bracha. What bracha did he give? The opinion of Rashi, following the opinion of the Gemara Sota, is that he gave them the bracha Brikat koani. That's when he said Yivarechecha, Yisa, Yaya Yisa, okay? And then afterwards, it says, him and Moshe went into the Holy of Holies. Why? Moshe went to teach Aaron how to do the Torah. And then after that, he taught him how to do the Torah, he actually did the Torah. He came out a second time. And then it says that that, that that Moshe and Aaron together blessed the Jewish people a second time. What well, are they blessed a second time? May <speaking in> Hashem's <Hebrew> Uh, Shekhinah, rest on the working of your hands. Okay? And then it says after that, the Jewish people, a uh, fire descended from heaven, ate the korbanot, and there was Rina. When I flew we're we'll going to this eventually, that they fell on their faces with such joy. And then right after that, Nadav and without any permission, without any, like, knowledge beforehand, they stuck in to the temple, to the holy of holies, with and they were both burnt. Right? Fire went into the nostrils and burned the neshama, the groups were intact, and the shamans were burnt. Okay? And then it says, the famous statement by Yidom Aaron. Aaron took it with, with properly, with a joy, and a proper attitude, and then he was silent. He didn't, it wasn't broken because of it, but he accepted it. Okay? So this is, this passage. Before we go into this, we can't avoid it. We have to go into the secret behind Aaron. Who is Aaron? Who is Aaron? The Arizal says Aaron is the Gilgul of Haran. Haran is one of the two, three brothers: oh, Avram, Nahor, and Haran. Yeah, the Arizal points out in Aaron's name you have a hey, resh like Haran, and then aleph. We go into the aleph eventually. Okay. So first of all, who is Haran? Who is Haran? Haran is the father of. Milka and Yiska. Milka married Nahor, her uncle, Nahor, and Yiska, and Sarah, like Sarah, oh, we know, Rashi points out, married, married her uncle, Avram. Avram and Nahor went with Terach, their father, and Lot. Lot was also a son of Haran, right? Was it right? Yeah. Nahor? Forget always. Who is was a son? Of, sorry, Lot. Lot was a son, I think. Lot was the sister of Sarah. There you go. So he was the son of Haran. Okay, so you have here three brothers: Haran, Avram. We called at the time Avram before Abraham. And there's Nachor and Haran. Rashi brings down that Haran. It says the pasuk says that Haran died al pene Aviv Terach at the end of Prashad Noach, It says that Haran passed away al pene, in front of, on the face of, in the face of his uh, of his uh, of his father Terach. Okay. What's going on? Rashi gives us a taste of the Midrash. It says that Haran was watching as they took in. You know what? Let's bring the whole Midrash. Rashi's calling the Midrash. Let's bring the majority of the Midrash. The Midrash is like this. That Avram Avinu, as and how old he was, some say three, some say later, that he was supervising his father's idols. Terach was considered by many people to be superhuman. The goyim at the time of Terach Figured because he Terach is the one who makes the idols, so he has superhuman powers. People thought that a lady came. Terach left Avram his son in charge of the store where we have the idols and where people also bring sacrifices to these idols. So some lady brought a bowl of like a porridge type of a wheat meal offering, and she told Avram to bring it to I think one of the one of the idols. So what did he do? He took a stick and he smashed and broke all the other idols. They put the stick in one, the hand of one of the idols with bowl of the porridge in front of it. So when Terah came, he sees all the idols smashed. And one standing, he said, what happened, my son? He says, well, the other idols were jealous of this offering that this idol got. So they started fighting him. So he took a stick and he smashed them all. He said, come on, my son. You believe this can be true? He says, And you, my father, you worship these things. You worship, listen, listen to what you're saying. So he, he didn't accept. And the law was anyone who goes against idolatry is to be killed. So he brought him to Nimrod. And Nimrod worshiped fire. He said to Avram, I want you to bow down to the fire. That way, to prove to me that you're still an idol worshiper and you'll be saved. So he said, Why, why worship the fire? Water burns out fire. So let me worship the water instead. She said, Okay, just worship. I want to see that you worship something. She said, One second, why should I worship water? If now the clouds, they can. They can condense condensate the water of the, the sea and turn it into clouds. Okay, so so worship the clouds. Do, 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 I want to see worship. He said, but why worship the clouds? The winds can blow and move around. He said, enough already. I, I worship fire. I'm gonna, I'm gonna now you have to bow down to the fire. He refused. So he threw him into the Kifshanaesh, the inferno, the, the furnace of Kifshana of Hur Kazdin, and he was saved. While this is happening, many people came to watch. Including Terach and his son Haran, where was Nahor? How can Rashi, when he brings us Midrash, no one mentions what happened to Nahor Because it was afterwards, Haran was sticking to himself. He was watching this. If now I see that my brother Avram survives, then when they ask me on whose side am I, on Avram or Nimrod's side, I always say I am on Avram's. I am on Avram's side because I now see that the flames don't do touch it. And if now I see that he's burnt, then I'll say I'm on your broad side. So when he saw that Avram was saved, he asked him, whose side are you? He said, I'm on Avram's side. So they threw him into the fire. And the Midrash says like this, is the, 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 the more precise wording, that they can't do a miracle for him because someone who submits himself to die on sanctifying Hashem's name, on condition that they'll do a miracle for him, they don't do a miracle for him, okay? But on the other hand, he had the audacity, the azudik dusha, to say I'm on Avram's side. That's already an accomplishment. You know, it takes a lot of guts, a lot of azudik dusha, to say of everybody I'm on Avram Avinu's side. He could just still chicken out, okay? So he didn't chicken out. He said I'm Avram Avinu's side. So he does earn some credit for that. So the midrash says that his intestines became burnt at that point before his whole body became burnt as type of a fairness because he was willing, yes, to die in Kiddush Hashem, but not the Shem Shammai, not for the total sake. An angel, I think it's the Malach Mikhail, or Raphael, I forget which angel, came, took him, and brought him to the feet of Terach, and while in front of Terach, outside of the fire, that's how he died. So That's why the Pasuk says, this is how the Zohar explains it, by the Zohar and the Midrash together, al play Terach Aviv, that the, he was taken out of the fire by an angel, and that's when he finished dying, in order to show that he was deserving of some reward because he was willing to in Kedush Hashem, but because it was, wasn't 100% for the sake that there should be no miracle, but yes, there should be a miracle happening, so he was killed because of that, okay? What happened to Nachor, by the way? Where's Nachor? Huh? Watching the eye. Nachor. Noon. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's. Why is deserving of getting three specific enemies? That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing, also. What, what did Terech and his wife do that they merited to have the Jewish nation start from their offspring, from Avram and Sarah? Two, two children Haran is Sarah, <coughs> and also Lot is eventually Root. Root, Mashiach. Okay, Root, Moavi, David, Abedach. Okay, unbelievable. Okay, what's going on? And also Nachor marries Milka, who comes from Nachor and Milka. Rivka and Lavan. And Rachel and Leah, everyone, all three are lucky. They have lucky numbers here. What's going on here? What's going on here? Where was Nachor? I didn't see anywhere yet clear, but it's, it seems to me that Nachor chickened out. That's hinted to in his name. Nachor said, Mika Groni. He had nothing to say. Haran was strong, you know. You run away. What are you staying there? Nachor, they couldn't find him to ask him. He took, it, it took off. That's what it seems. He wasn't there. That's what it says. And they went to approach Haran and asked him on whose side. Why did they ask Nachor? Where was Nachor? He wasn't there. He chickened up. Okay. So he, wasn't, he wasn't sure. He wasn't says, sure. So he ran not But, but not Haran, not. Haran had a holy spark, a pintle of Kedusha to stand up and say, I'm on Avraham Avinu's side. But he, he only said that because Abraham Avinu was saved. And he thought he was going to be saved also. Okay. What, so, what's so what's going on here? The idea of dying on Kedusha Shem. Rav knew that the die in Kiddush HaShem needs to go all the way. This is the greatest mitzvah. Because what you're doing when a person dies at Kiddush HaShem is taking his body and giving it for the sake of HaShem, which means that the person on the spot is Nihilal Be'orey itself. On the spot, the person becomes united with the infinite life. Because what prevents a person from the infinite life is physical existence. What's preventing a person from perceiving the infinite life that we spoke about so many times in this class? is It's the body. The body, the physicality, the gushment of this world is 180 degrees opposite the Ori itself. So when now the physical existence of the person is no longer there, the person is nichlal, he's is, is all in one with the Ori itself. Sof. Avraham knew this and he said, I'm ready to die on Kiddush Hashem in order that they're, they're summoning me from heaven and now's my time to be united with the infinite light, the infinite one. This is my calling. Hashem wants this to happen. I'm not going to die for for cereal or Cheerios or something stupid. Right. I'm dying for the sake of Hashem. Okay, that's how Rabbi Benu knew. So that's that's why he went all the way and, he, and Hashem said, you prove to me, your Ratzon is there 100%. I need you. I need you. You're staying in the world. You're going to begin on Israel. Because of your willingness to give, your Ratzon to give over 100%, that shows me that you can have the capacity to be a physical body. And yet... Connected the infinite light together. Because your Ratzon son is all the way connected to the Orient Self. Proof being, you're willing to die in Kedush Hashem. That means you're willing to be 100% with the Orient Your Ratzon is there. I want to keep you for I want I want you to start the Jewish nation. This is what I'm looking for. Haran was half half. Haran, Haran was rectified, was good. He had a good Ratzon. Okay? But it wasn't 100%. So that result, right? Haran had to come back. And he, he came back as Aaron and Khur and by extension Aaron's two sons, Nadav and Aviv. <laughs> so you see in Aaron's name is hinted. And he points out, yes, because Aaron is the reincarnation of Aaron. And his goal was to rectify the divine Kedushasha. Well, how be four people on the same time. Ah. Four people the same generation. Each one, one fourth have the one fourth of the tikkun. They give it a part of the tikkun. Okay. Chur, the the Chur, is interesting. Look at his name. Chur has also there's a Het Vav resh. Haran has a hay Resh name. You take the the spitz of the Langer the Nun Benun Sofit Haran you put it in the hay, you get a chet. So you're left with chet, vav, because now the moon became a vav, and resh. So in Chor's name also is hinted Haran. So both Haran and Chor were reincarnations of Haran. Haran, Chor was the son of Miriam. Arshat Ki Tisa, where the Jews, the heir of Rav killed Chor. Okay. So let's go to that parasha. Let's go to parasha of Ketisa. Ketisa, the we were, were able to overcome the Jews and to convince many of them that we should do a golden calf. Okay, who was left behind by Moshe Moshe Moshebain went up for forty days to receive the Torah. After Rav Sivan Shavuot, Kabbalat Torah Har Sinai, Moshe went forty days. On the last day, the second, the last, of the, the last day before coming down which is where the, the error area was. The Satan made an error error in the timing and, and fooled them in, in, a, in, a, in a day. They made a miscalculation of one day because the day was the night or the night was the day. rushed there, we all know that, okay? So he was able to Satan to get the Jews into having doubts and speculations if Moshe Bain is going to happen. Well, Moshe Benu went up on, on the day after Vav Sivan, right? He told Aaron and Khur, he told the Jewish people, I'm going up. Anyone has questions, you go to Aaron and Khur. They're here for any halacha questions, any Torah questions. So, while up on the last day, this the last day of the miscalculation, <coughs> Moshe Rabbeinu didn't come down based on their miscalculation. So now they're desperate. The first ones to be desperate are the Erev Rav, because the Erev Rav are the first ones who are so unstable because they're not valid Jews. They converted only because of what because of the pride and glory that they saw the Jews living in Egypt, that's why they converted. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to accept them, because he said, like Rashi says, Tov sheid bak gerim It's good that the converts joined the, the, the Shekhinah, but these were not sincere converts. They converted out of seeing the greatness and the glory of the Jewish people. Not when the Jews are suffering in low and no one even cares about them, no one's looking about them. In the time of the, the height of the Jewish people, the crest, the crescendo, you know, or the, the Jewish people, that's when they converted. So it wasn't the Shem Shemayim. So the first, first ones to crack when there was a big test of Imuna in Sadiqim were the ervrath. they the ones who initiated the making of the golden calf. So Khur immediately retorted. He gave a Mecha'ah. He says, It's forbidden, it's Asur to do idol worship. It says they killed it. Okay? They killed him. So the killing him is hinted to, Rashi brings down the Pasuk, where afterwards they approached Aharon to make the golden calf. So what does it say? It says, after they put together the gold, and Aharon built an altar in front of the golden calf. to delay them, he said, go to your wives, and get from their earrings, the gold to make the golden calf. <laughs> there, Rob, they said, why go to waste time with our wives? We have gold also, they have tons of gold, you know, gold, you know, like the, in Harlem, you know, the people where they there all the gold, they tons of gold, they all, the gold. They all, the gold. They all the gold, every gold here, gold necklace, they have tons of gold. So, exactly. No, Aaron knew the woman would not want to give. Right. So he was expecting a double delay. One delay, go to the wives. Second delay, to fight with them, to pull out the gold and everything. <laughs> so what did they say there Rav? We don't have time for this. Let's take out all our gold. And then Micha was there. Micha had the little golden tas, little golden plate that had on it an ale Shore, which Moshe used to take out the coffin of Yosef from the Nile River. Right? It was a, it was a coffin made of lead. So super heavy went down to the bottom of the Nile River. So Moshe Benu wrote Ale Shor, rise shore, which is the bracha given to Yosef. He's the shore. That's the bracha, <coughs> right? So Moshe Benu threw the golden plate into the Nile River, and the coffin came up. Moshe Benu got the coffin out, and then this Mika was watching all this. He stole. He took. No one was watching. He took the the golden plate with the Ale Shor, and when the Erev Rav brought other gold. And he started to melt it, you know, and, and Aaron says, I'm going to make it. Because he had in mind, it'll take time for me alone to make the golden calf. So Micha said, we don't have time for this. He took the golden plate, it says on it, shore, rise, shore, and he threw it into the fire. Came out this golden calf, which is a baby, shore, a baby of the cow, the shore. Okay? Boom. So, at that point, mm-hmm. Rashi says in that pursuit, then Aaron built uh, uh, a sacrificial altar in front of the golden calf R- R- Rashi says there Aaron saw many things here he then is not just to build but also mm-hmm. and Aaron understood mizbeach is the altar but also can be read mizavuach lefanav. Aaron understood from the one who was slaughtered before him that what? That what? Don't play games here. That if you continue Aharon, they're going to kill you also. So he said, it's better. I delay and delay. And if now it happens that the golden, that they sacrifice to this golden altar, this golden calf, I will get the blame and not them, okay? That's the shot. Ariza says differently. It says deeper. He says, by even Aharon understood from who was slaughtered in front of him. And he said like this, Aaron said, like this. He said, We and who were both we we're both reincarnations of Haran. We're here to rectify the ratson of Aaron, who, uh, Haran, who wasn't 100% for the sake of going 100% to, uh, to die on, on self sacrifice for the, for the sanctification of Hashem's name. He wasn't 100%, he was maybe 50% because he said, If, uh, if Abraham, yes and no, whatever, okay? So he said, like this, he made a miscalculation. Me and Chur have to do the tikkun. But I see, Aaron said to himself, Chur did the job. Chur now, by being killed by the heir of Rav, is considered dying al Kiddush Hashem. Because he was doing the mecha'ah. No, you're not allowed to worship this idol, this golden calf. And they killed him. So that's dying on Kiddush Hashem. Because he's now, that's one of the few things he's supposed to die on. It's called dying on Kiddush Hashem also. Die for the sake of Hashem's, Hashem's unity Hashem's existence. That's I, I, do The worship of serving Hashem is supposed to die, right? So, Aaron, he understood, ah, who is doing the job? I don't have to do the job anymore. Okay, he said, in other words, to answer the question, all four came, but Aaron understood that only one of the four can do the job, and then the rectification of Aaron is done. So, he miscalculated. This is not enough. We need something else. It's not enough, who is doing that. Because Chor did it out of dinim, we want someone to do it out of love. Chor did it as a mecha. Chor, you know, they, they say we're going to do the idol, we do the idol. So what's a mecha? It's out of dinim. No, it's not allowed. It's not like we're not allowed to do Abodas d'azar. It's like smiling. It's out of gvura. Chor, khur, right? Chor is more dinim. I was thinking about this a little. Okay, you have in the Sefer Torah, you have letters that have tagim. Right. You have letters that have three crowns. Sha'at, gets Those those letters in the separator Torah, Shin, Ayin, Tet, Nun, Zayin, have a roof that requires three tagin, three crowns. Okay? and Then you have some letters that require one crown. Those are Bedek, Chaya, Bet, Dalit, Kuf, Chet, Yuday. I'm just taking a little. In Hur's name, the Vav is untouched. because The Vav is the name of Chesed. The letters that require tagim and a Torah, why is that? Because these letters, in a way, need more protection from the evil forces. We have a sefer Torah. When you're writing the letters, of the Tzofar is writing the letters of the mezuzah, of a of a sefer Torah, there's tons of kedushah in these letters. Some letters need more protection than others from external forces influencing them. This is a spiritual idea. So the reason why this tagim, it's like swords, it's like protection. is gets Okay? Because there you have the words, as satan, as and satan, as an e, representation of the satan. So we say, don't raise a, a goat at all. If you're gonna raise animals, raise sheep and not goat, because goats, they're more, they're more connected to, to people, the more deep, right? And anyways, what do you get from goats? You eat goat meat, sheep maybe, we eat, uh, you know, meat. Nobody eats goat meat. Goat milk maybe, that's about it. Okay? And also the goats, they're very wild. If you see goats and sheep, they're totally different. The goats, eh, they snap on you, they'll bite you, they'll hit you with horns. You know, the sheep are more calmer, more or less, they're calmer. They run away, they're scared of you and everything, okay? So shat, the letters that a shatnez gets, they need more protection, the more letters of dini. The Sheen is a letter that requires protection. Nine, these letters that have a roof, they require more protection, these letters, because there's a higher level of Kedusha in these letters, of course. The Zohar goes into the secrets of each letter, the Sheen, every out every of it. But these ones have something very special to them. Okay, Bedek mm-hmm. also need protection, but one is enough. Okay, so sticking in khur, you have Chet and the, and the Noon. Both of those letters are from the are from the Shatnes, right, right. Sorry, one. Sorry, the Noon is is, is, is and Bedek Chaya. So what happened is we take the leg, the, the bottom of the Noon, the the Noon so of of and we close up the Hay. I'm His name chur. Chet in is instead of a hay. Okay. And the, the, the vav is instead of a noon. So the noon was shatnez get had three, and now we make it a vav that has no crowns at all. So instead, we close in and give a, the the chet and the hay is the same. No problem. But here you see that there's more of a Dinin. because he was a he was an, a a nun transformed transformed into a vav. There's more challenge here by chur. So he died out of mecha'ah, retort. No, you're not allowed to love with the zara. That wasn't enough. Aaron was required also to die on Kiddush Hashem. Since Aaron is a Kohen, Kohen is chesed, and Aaron is the best candidate to die on Kiddush Hashem out of chesed of love. Because again, where is he coming from? Aaron represents the sphere of Hod. Remember last week when we this? Hod is on the left leg. That's Dini Mereda. That's also judgment. But he became a Kohen. Chesed is Kohen. He became a Kohen. Aaron a Kohen is from Hod becoming now to the side of the Chesed. Okay? So it was, he thought it was enough that Hur died. He did the job of rectifying the blemish, the tikkun for Haran. He did it. Hur did it. Not enough. We require also Aaron to do it. So Aaron was supposed to die. Okay? But instead, Moshe Rabbeinu David Instead, two sons died. These two sons Right, be krovay e Rashi says, that Moshe told Aaron, "I thought, or me and you, or you." What is what's idea? Uh, Aaron, Moshe understood from the, from the from the what Hashem told him, be kadesh. I Hashem will be sanctified by those who are close to me. So Moshe understood that to inaugurate the temple, somebody's going to have to die. One of those who are holy for Hashem are going to have to die. Rashi right? says this then Moshe told Aaron, "I thought it was maybe, or me, or you." or I'm going to die, or you. Now I see your two sons, 11 of you, were greater than both of us. Because they're the ones who were Kadesh, the ones who are going to sanctify the inauguration of their lives, to, uh, to die in a type of Kiddush Hashem, but not out of, out of like dinim, out of love. That was 11 of you. 11 of you, what did they do? Okay? We were told three things. There's a few other things that the Margo goes into. Three that stick out, they weren't married. They offered the k'torit, esh uh, They weren't supposed to offer the k'torit, and shtu They came drunk. Okay. Some say they actually they came at the time mincha, which is not the time to, to do to enter the holy of these. You don't go at that time. Okay. So they came, they, and it wasn't also Yom Kippur, by the way. It was it was, it was a tremendous time to go into holy of all these with the k'toret. These three are connected to our last here Okay. Madav they fixed totally. The tikkun from Aaron. Haran wasn't needed to do it, his sons did it. His sons and of you fixed it. And there was a blemish, but they did it intentionally. Intentionally they didn't get married. Why? Or maybe went into this a little, or we didn't, or Nassim goes into this a lot in, in his discourse, on this lesson. He says the idea of a wife, a woman, is Eshet Khail Bala. There's two two times this pasuk, the last chapter in Mishlein, and there's another pasuk in Mishlein Proverbs, the woman of valor, she's the crown of her husband. The crown, if points out, what's the crown? That's keter. What is the keter do when you see coming up in lesson 24? Keter is what keeps a person back from becoming nullified into the infinite light. When a person, the way of a man, it is about the Hashem, is to ascend, ascend. And like here, all the mitzvah to do is What happens, you go up, you go up, you up, 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 and then you reach a level of the Keter, and it bounces you, the bounce back, the rebounds, boom. Okay? He says, the idea of a woman is to do that. This is something very big, It's is something massive, okay? The nature, the tendency of the man is to have the emotion of simcha pushing him up, and he's going up and up and up, and now he's being able to perceive, and he's about to perceive more, and heaven says, No, 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 you're not, no, no, this is too much for you. Bounce back. The bounce back is the disappointment that a man has from Shalom issues, from wife, woman, wife issues, push a person back. But what? I was just going on roll, and then boom, I lost everything in one. It's supposed to be like that, Allah points, points out. He says, the one who push a man more than anybody else to perceive the infinite light is the setbacks given due to the wife. You this? is unbelievable. This is one of the few places that Wilson opens up a little in The Secret of Marriage, okay? It says the idea of a woman shaking a man upside down, you know, a little learning. No, I want you to buy me a pack of popcorn and stuff like that. I need you right now. You think of, you know, you're threatening up the garbage and then all these crazy things and this and that. All this, Nelson says, is what builds the man more than anything else. But she's serving... The purpose of the get, which bounces the person back. When you see coming up, what does the bounce back do? It causes what's called This organizes and structures and settles the mind. Because until now, the, the man is full of regish. Simcha is in the heart. That, that, that's Simcha belibi. We do the mitzvah, the Simcha mean I'm putting my emotion, emotion of Simcha in what I'm doing. The emotion now goes into the legs. The emotion of Simla goes into the hands. The emotion now goes into the dana. Oh, wait, wait, that's dangerous now. Now you want to go to the infinite light? You can't have emotion. It's pure, it's now to detach the emotion from the intellect. So the pulse goes back. So now what's the test? You're still running on emotion, on the emotion of joy. Well, what would happen? This is the meashev. Rabbeinu's wording is so amazing, it's so precise. Okay. It's It structures and organizes the mind. Meaning what? Take a break. You now hit. From hit. How do you retort? How do you reply? How do you respond? This is not supposed to be. Do you do out of emotion because you're on a, you're on a roll of emotion. The same class as an emotion. So your heart is now aroused. But now to proceed into the light, you have to detach the emotion from the simcha. It's detaching. No emotions involved to proceed into the light. No motion. So, how to do that? They bounce you back, and then your retorts will determine if you're worthy to perceive the infinite light or not. If now the person retorts with emotion, he's not ready yet. If now he takes this as the mehashem, this is what's getting to structure and organized. We didn't get to this at all. This is, something totally, this is the second half of the lesson. Totally new. We didn't go into this at all. Okay, so if it's new, I understand it's new. But it's coming up. This is so fundamental, though, to the ideas here. Okay? This is what the woman does. She prevents a person from advancing in order to give him the taste of the infinite. You feel like that's why she's called Ated Mala. She's the Keter, which is the bounce back to the husband. Okay, Nadav and Aviel purposely did not get married in order to go. Okay, number one, number two, they offered the What does the torrent do? when We said the Torah is able to elevate all the holy sparks from the Kli. Synonymous to Simcha, right? Uh, Torrent, Uktorrent, the person we brought at the beginning of the lesson Ktorat brings joy. So they offer the Ktoret, but not its proper regulations. So, you know, who are you? You're not the Kohen Gadol. You're entering a place you're not allowed to enter. You're on the wrong day. It's not Yom Kippur. <laughs> you're not Kohen Gadol. You're in the wrong place. What are you offering Torrent? So they know the power of the ktorit. The ktorit, what it does, right? In the Fa'aron the Parashah of uh, Balak at the end, the magifah, right? And Moshe sent Aaron, go with the Khtorh. It's, it's our, the side the Torah does a lot of powerful things. That's why also today when we say the Khtorh, it does it activates the power of the Ktoret. Unshalama Farim sfatenu, are reciting the Ktoret does what the Khtorh does technically. What it, well, it brings joy and elevates the, the holiness from the, the Kliput. So Nadav Rav went all the way. They didn't get married, so that there's no keter, no blockage, no bounce back. Number one. Number two, they offer the Ktoret so that they can go from the lowest point up to itself, instantly. Number three, they drink wine. What does wine do? Zachar naseh rosh. No zachar naseh Right? The person merits the wine will elevate the mind. He's not zachar to make him poor. They drink wine like a type of a drug to bypass the limitations of the human mind. That's what drinking when you're drunk. When tzaddikim drink, they don't they don't say chaim. Then when they get a drink, they're able to perceive big things. You know, this is about Rabbi Nachman. You know, and I think it's in Chaimora that before became known. So he's with his father-in-law, and no one knew about his greatness yet. He was at age 18, and he went. Uh, his father-in-law lost his first wife, so Rabbi Nachman went with his father-in-law to Moholov just to finish a shidduch for his father-in-law. And while there, they were drinking the chaim, and they Rabbi Nachman to start drink, and he started to drink. And he started revealing things. Oh, and everyone started flipping out. And everyone was there. They attested that this person is going to become a Chilish in the world. This person is going to become a very special, special person in the world. They saw it. And that's when it started. That's when the revelation started by drinking wine, okay? He drank some wine. He started to speak. People were flipping out what he was saying. Where are these ideas from? I, the ideas is of Hasidut, okay? So, they ran from yeah, but still, but it was quiet until then. Oh, Everyone really? was quiet. No one knew about it until age 18. No one knew anything about it. He, his wife who knew, he, he made her swear not to reveal anything about what he's doing. His devotions, okay? So, Nadav and Aviu, Drake, to bypass the limitations of the brain to get to what's called Mohen the expanded consciousness, expand, expanded awareness, okay? They did everything to reach the infinite light, and they both died on Hashem, they were burned instantly. The fire took the neshama, totally. This did the job for Aaron. Instead of Aaron having to die on Kiddush Hashem out of love, for the life to sanctify Hashem's name out of love, as opposed to Chor, which was So his sons did uh, this part of doing it out of, out of love. So Aaron was left, okay? Aaron has a mission. What is Aaron's mission? Aaron didn't do what his sons did, Rather, he's able to advance to that level but with a, a barrier with an So he was a very He offered the core he was the coin gadol, and he's the one who's responsible to giving the brachas to the world. Rabbi Nachman, I mean we'll have to continue next week. It's just too long, no? It's too long business class. How are we doing? It's been a it's been a while already, no? Whew. Right, we have to continue next week, okay? We went all the way, went very far, okay? We just, we're beginning to touch upon our that. <laughs> Aaron had the Keter, okay? This pasuk we have to see this pasuk. So we're going to go Pasha Shemini. Ba Yissa mm-hmm. Aharon el-aham by Aharon was able to elevate, sa, sa, elevate, raise his hands, it's written, Yado, to the nation, and give them the brachas. As if to say Aharon is representing the hands here. We have to go into this. Hopefully next class presentation. We went pretty far. Now you have Haran, Aharon, who he is, what's his job? So now we can better appreciate the idea of bracha, like we said last week. Bracha, remember? Brikat Rosh Umekol Kol Baruch. Baruch. Remember that? The idea of a bracha is to give the bracha of the intellect. We have to see coming up. We didn't get to that at all yet. So, our one is needed for that presentation. We'll continue hopefully next week visitation. Um, why were two people needed for the same purpose? Good what was, what was, uh, um, uh, why is it if they not Dove them? and Avil? That's an, yeah. it. I'll, I'll look into that. We'll get into that presentation. Yeah. Well, what was the point of, of, of they, they didn't, they, they it wasn't because of shame. they did a purpose. Why is it said they did not Because they knew that, you like that if someone has to. The, the, the mishka. Ah, they knew a that. Day. They, a, they, they a, knew so, it. Yeah, they their, it was supposed the, to be Aaron. They weren't there doing it says, to <laughs> Right? We start. We start the the right Right. the parasha of the death of you. Right? and it says that the Zora. And it's a very important times so if you can cry over the death of all Tzadikim. because Nadav and Aviyah were considered Tzadikim, but not to And it's a blemish, but when I was first sent, it was the same with father, but to so do. read about the Riga Mapis by the midst, the end of the missile of Yom Kippur. Right, right. So so that's that's it's also, to cry. We, we, we're born over them, right. We'll go on to more Nadav and Navi, hopefully next week, and we'll try to finish off going into this possible. What is possible? Okay, visit the shah. It's it's closed. Closed. Yes. Right. Right. So,